Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're well. I hope all is good with you and your world. Um, today is the last day of last month of the year, actually, and the third day of this third of December. And there's just a lot that is, you know, going on in my mind in terms of where God has brought me through and yesterday it was um we had there was a gospel concert in lagos nigeria one of the biggest gospel concerts in africa at least i know um it happens every year the first week in december it's called the experience and it's a wonderful time of worship before the lord people come from you know all over nigeria africa people you know online we had about thirty thousand people on youtube several more on other platforms and in the arena tens of thousands of people and it was held in lagos nigeria it was really it's the first time back in person since the pandemic so we were virtual um in 2020 and 2021 and we're back now we're back now so it was just really wonderful and we had chandler moore we had um nathaniel bassi we had great men and women of god philip thompson and thomas um, you know, people just really, really, it was really, really awesome. Uh, Travis Green was there and so many other people and it was just really nice. Every time I, I, I wish I could go into the arena, but I'm like this kind of person that I really get uncomfortable in very large crowds, in crowded places. So it's been tough for me to go physically, but I'm always online. So I, I joined and it was just really wonderful. And it was in the process of worship in Pastor Nathaniel Bass's segment. I mean, he always brings the Holy Ghost to him. I mean, he's he's not there to perform. He's not there to entertain. And he he ministered. The power of God came down. And um, it was at that point that I and I went into got into worship, and I realized what the Lord has done for me. He started with this song: "See what the Lord has done." See what the Lord has done, what we've waited for has come to pass. See what the Lord has done. And to be honest, it just dawned on me that this time last year, in fact, since 2019, there was a situation that I was faced with. And every December, I would go into, you know, my typical prayers ahead of the new year into the Lord, thanking him for what he has done and praying and believing God that he would do something. And even it got to a point I didn't even know what he would do. I didn't know if he would, I didn't know what he would do. I didn't know, but I just knew that I had to trust him. He just dawned on me that this December, that prayer point is off the table. I just fell before my face to the Lord and I, I, I thanked him because he didn't owe me anything. He didn't owe it to me to have done what he he to what he has done. Whether he did it or not, I will still worship him. I will still serve him. I will still love him. I will still cleave to him. I will still serve him. I will still look at him as the Jehovah Elion. I will still because there is no other alternative for me but Jesus. I have seen that he is better than the other options out there. It's only Jesus that I see 
that loves everybody equally that you know he talks about a god who doesn't hold your past against you and who gives himself the ability who gives you the ability to serve him and even came to die took your own sins upon himself just really dawned on me that wow i am and i'm ending this year this month of december has come the experience has come again and a certain prayer point has been moved off in fact i would say the most important prayer point of my life in the past three years so this is not just one of those prayers that you just pray this was significant this was in fact, the best way I can describe it is to use Bible language where it, when it talks about when Jesus healed, um, I think the man who was um, blind from birth or something, he said, he said, or, or I think it was used either for the healing, one of the healing miracles of Jesus or the healing miracles of the apostles. Um, but he says a notable miracle because there are miracles that, you know, maybe there, you, you know, there are certain things that may happen that are a miracle to you, but then other people can't really testify or be witnesses to it because it's a personal miracle but a notable miracle is the one that there were witnesses to this condition to the before and the after so it is notable because in the natural course of things that condition was not something that could change so when God then comes Jesus comes and by his power reverses that you, it, it can be described as a notable miracle. So, this was a notable miracle. It's something that medical science cannot explain how the condition was just taken away. It's the Lord that did it. And you know, a, a part of me feels, I almost want to go and stand on a mountain top and shout and say, see what the Lord has done. See what he has done for me. And I pray the Lord that I, 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 I'm grateful for this testimony and I pray that the one who's it, whose testimony it is that the Lord will give him the utterance to tell that testimony in the way that, that it, it, it is best told. Because I can only sell it. My test, it's a testimony for me too. But I can say it, I, I, I will say it from my perspective and the way it impacted me and my life and what I saw. But my prayer is that the one who received that testimony and the one who received the torment and the torture of the condition that required the hand of God, may the Lord give that one, that person, the spirit, the unction, the ability, the opportunity, the platform, the time and the space to give that testimony over the course of that person's life to the glory of the Most High God. There are some testimonies that you receive, there's some miracles that you receive from God. It's not, you, you don't only say it once, it becomes your life story. It becomes, I, you know, it becomes the opening. When people ask you, why do you believe in Jesus? Why? You know, what, what, what is the basis for your faith? 
you now tell them, see what the Lord has done. And I'm grateful to God that he allowed me to witness it. It wasn't a it wasn't an easy experience to go through it, but to come out of it the way the Lord did it miraculously, He has it has sealed my faith in Christ. And I'm I mean faith as an F-A-T-E, not F-A-I-T-H. It has sealed both my faith and my faith in Christ because there's nothing anybody can tell me. There's nothing that life will throw my way. There's nothing that the devil and his cohorts will bring that will make me change my mind about God and Jesus, his chosen son, his, his savior. Because I have seen the Lord's goodness. I have experienced it. I have seen him do what medical science could not do, what nobody's hand could not do, what I myself could not do. So, everything that God says about himself in the word of God is true. I am currently going through a theological program. And honestly, sometimes I get really upset when I see, you know, people, certain scriptures and verses and passages, and we start hearing, oh, these people disputed it. There's some scholars that think this and that. I'm like, this is why, honestly speaking, even though I know that it's good to have theology, and I am a lover of theology, but I honestly think that, Bible theology should not be done by people who do not have an experience and an encounter with God. And I know that my personal view is that the reason why that it, that it's actually the plan of the enemy to ensure that a lot of credible, in quotes, voices actually raise questions against some of these scriptures. People who really do, you know, are just reading the Bible as though it's a historical book or, you know, yeah, in fact, ancient text. Because for those of us, in fact, when I, some of them, when I see the debates on some of the passages, I'm like, this passage that I have used, that has wrought a miracle, God has used this to bless me. You now want to start telling me that it's not supposed to be part of this or what? You know, you can't tell me that. You can't. The passage that has, God has used to bless me. So, but I, I thank God in a way, if I'm going through Bible seminary, I thank God that I am born in Africa and that we have a difficult life here because I think it's a problem when you live in a society that doesn't have problems you know I think it's actually an issue because here we were forced to I mean we had to develop and learn how to practice our faith and we had to take the word of God literally because it gave us hope we, we didn't have anything else to put our hope in. It was clear that our governments don't care about us. You know, society couldn't do so much. It was clear that if we do not work out our own lives ourselves, I mean, it was clear. In, in Africa, it's quite clear. You don't take your destiny into your own hands. You know, the government is not going to do it for you. So for many of us, Christianity was and was the, was the path, was what gave you that motivation to believe that your life could be different so for many of us when we see we read the bible and the bible tells us that these signs shall follow them that believe in my name they shall cast out demons we take it literally we're not looking for anybody to come and explain to us that no 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 that was in the apostles time it's not relevant we take it as jesus said that faith in the name of jesus 
you know, in the name of Jesus, um, we have authority, power to tread upon serpents and scorpions, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We take it literally like that. The only, I mean, that's what it says. We're not even bothering to debate it. And because we take it literally, it works for us. We use it in our lives, and it, it help, the word of God does what it knows how to do. But what I've realized, which is why God is very, very odd and strange, is that the word of God will only work by faith. So for that reason, the people who don't believe it, you know, I find it funny that God requires you to believe the word before the word will be real to you. It's almost like there's a passage. It's like a secret, you know, it's like there's this whole portal universe. There's this whole universe that is portal enabled. And the only way you can enter into that world is by having the passcode. And the passcode is faith, no matter how small it is. Once you don't have that passcode of faith, you will not even see that universe. The portal will never be apparent to you. That door, you will never see it. But everybody will be telling you that there's this wonderful place they go to. You'll be looking at them that, are you guys crazy? You're not going anywhere. You're still here. Why are you claiming that you are somewhere? You're here with me. You're going to the same thing. Just like, no, 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 no. I may be physically here, but I'm actually in a kingdom that you cannot see that is very alive that is actually doing things in my life he's healing me he gives me joy and even though it's not physically present it is actually making my life much better here and even when i leave this body i know that that kingdom will receive me and actually give me the fulfillment of and the consummation of joy that person looks like you like you are crazy but he or she will never experience it because they do not have the passcode it doesn't mean that the portal is not real it doesn't mean that the portal the access to the kingdom is a figment of your imagination. It cannot be because it's actually changing your life. It's keeping you from the brink of despair. It's bringing you back from sickness and disease. It's healing your body. It's changing your life, bringing you hope. These are things that cannot be medicated. These are things that philosophies cannot do. So therefore, the word of God, the gospel of Jesus Christ is actually doing something in your life. Only that. It may not be spiritually, it may not be apparent to people because it's going on in the realm of your soul. It's going on in the realm of your spirit. spirit. But it's changing you. It's changing me. So I think the challenge that I have when I reflect on all this is how, I'm, I, maybe that's why God is leading me to do things, to, to, a lot of, to do things like the podcast. For me, it's more about really telling people a whole lot more and sharing you know, looking for those opportunities to share to, with people, this is, see what the Lord has done. I mean, you can do with it whatever you want. But I think, I see Jesus as people should know that there is the option of Christ. You know what I'm saying? So you can do life by yourself. All of us have that choice. Even I myself, I've, I've utilized the option of doing life by myself in my power. But there's also the option of Jesus. And it's a very real option. And you can, you can, you can actually, you know, you can actually try it out and ask him and say, Lord Jesus, if you are real, show me yourself. Everything that these people say about you, is it really true? Engage with him one-on-one. He's a spirit being, so he can hear you, but your heart, you have to want it. You know, you have to want it to be able to see it. But as long as you don't want it, you reject it, you will never see it. But for those of us who, by the grace of God, have been, able to receive Christ we are beholding him we are seeing him he's so real he is 
so real and it's not just real like in some um, ethereal space or you know intangible sense he's real in, in in the terms of things he's able to do in my physical life like i said this the healing of this uh, um, of physical conditions breakthroughs things that you struggle with mental health struggles see what the lord has done is what i have decided to title this and inspired by the song by nathaniel bassett by pastor nathaniel because that's really all i can say see what the lord has done what i've prayed for what i what i despaired what i i poured out my heart as in when you talk about pouring out your heart as in my heart i took my entire heart and poured it out to the lord I was at my wit's end. I have never faced anything like that in my life before. And the Lord carried me up, took me onto his bosom, rocked me like a baby because I had really become like a child. I was helpless. He comforted me first of all, gave me hope, told me that it would be okay. Then he carried me, began to speak words of wisdom, of comfort, of hope of peace into my heart as he carried me on the way and then slowly my legs got strength and then I came down he was able to let me down gently and show me the way out of the dark forest because yes we were in a dark forest he led me out after a while we were able to see the light we were able to see the way out and the Lord took us out of there with a mighty hand to his place of rest. I'm speaking figuratively, metaphorically, but I know that the Spirit of the Lord will communicate the heart of what I am trying to say. And that anyone that he will lead to listen to these words will be those whose ears need to hear this and whose heart is ready to receive it. Jesus Christ is real. He is real. But he will only be real to those who will give him the opportunity or who will receive him so that he can reveal himself to them. Exactly as it was when he was on earth. Because on earth too, a lot of people did not believe him. And when he saw that they were not, you know, they didn't believe him, he didn't bother. He just faced the people who were ready to receive his word. And he started speaking in parables. And would take time to explain to the disciples afterwards because he realized that there's no point my ministering to people who have already made up their minds to reject me. But they will not say that I did not come and I did not speak to them. But then I, Jesus came to seek and save the lost. His sacrifice is non-discriminatory. It doesn't discriminate. So even for those who reject him now, there's the opportunity to receive him later, at least while they have breath while we have breath in our bodies. But that opportunity is only in this lifetime. After this time on life has ended, the option is off the table. But I would encourage you, if you are listening to this and you haven't given your life to Christ, please do. Because he is real. He's not a figment of man's imagination. And the craziness in the world today makes me just realize that Knowledge and science hasn't made us smarter. It has actually made us more stupid. If you ask me, we've become foolish. Common sense is thrown out of the window. And we're hearing people, we're hearing arguments that 
are so intellectual, but they are fundamentally foolish. And it's taking so much more effort even to have logical arguments now because logic has taken us to the point of no return. And at a point, I think we're even by the time you start debating fundamental right and wrongs, you know that there's 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 a real problem here. And still, the world is not a better place. We still have poverty. In fact, poverty is getting worse. We still have hunger. We still have famine. Income inequality is getting worse. The rich are getting richer. The poor are getting poorer. So it's clear that there's the, the knowledge that we have is flawed. It's not a knowledge that is able to make life better. There's something inherently wrong with the knowledge that we're embracing. So right now, I honestly don't have any respect for an argument that exalts, for instance, scientific knowledge over faith knowledge or Bible knowledge. No, you can't even win me with that. I do have respect for scientific knowledge, but I will not exalt it over and above the knowledge of God or the knowledge of or biblical knowledge or the knowledge of the Word of God. I won't. Because I have also seen the limitations of scientific knowledge even in my own life. So I recognize that science is only able to study what it knows. It's also only able to study what it understands and what it can see. And that is useful for a lot of contexts. It has made life so much better. But there's a lot that science doesn't know. But what we have done in the world is to assume, treat science as though it is all-knowing and all-seeing. Whereas science itself confesses that its knowledge is limited. But the adherents have taken it to be supreme. And the fact that everything that I have studied points that this is likely to be the case does not mean that everything is likely to be the case because you have only, you can only report on what you have studied. There's so much that you haven't studied. There's so much that you cannot study because you do not have the data and you do not have the ability to interpret the data or even to gather the data. So I would rather, for me personally, looking at the way the world is, also seeing that the whole the way in which conversations, narratives, and communications, everything is now being interspersed with people's individual agendas. It's no longer, you know, truth is no longer truth. It's now about what I want to achieve and the angle which I'm going to slant the story. So let me stay with God and his word. Yeah, yeah, ancient texts that have survived different ages and, you know, yes, let's stay there. Let's stay there. So we, we, we allow science to continue doing what it's doing. We use scientific knowledge in the ways in which it can help us. But we all, I also am going to be, by the, you know, be very clear about the limitations of scientific knowledge. And I will not make science my God. Neither will I make it the all-consuming, you know, the final authority in my life, no, because it does not have the credentials nor the capability to be the final authority in my life. It is limited. I've been issue. So I'll leave it at that. And I will end with Nathaniel Bass's song, Pastor Nathaniel's song. See what the Lord has done. See what the Lord has done. What we've waited for has come to pass see what the lord has done
join me and sing it. See what the Lord has done. Hallelujah, see what the Lord has done. What we've waited for has come to pass. See what the Lord